Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, Go AU Fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. I'm here like a rich kid is at USC who has no athletic talent but yet still decided to get in in an athletic slot to the school. And you street. Hey y'all, also shout out to Lori Laughlin, who's apparently Andy's mom. Hi friends, it's the Big Ten Tournament. I want to be excited, but I don't know which gopher team is going to show up. So, can somebody tell me why I should expect good things from the Big Ten Tournament from Minnesota? Sure, I'll tell you why you should expect good things. Minnesota is in fact capable of being a quite good basketball team. And therefore, if you believe that they beat Penn State, their next opponent is Purdue, that they've had two very close games with, but in both games have shown that they have been able to get out to big leads, which indicates that at least some way they match up successfully, which makes it conceivable to believe they beat Purdue. And at that point, you're got two wins in the tournament, potentially getting a, a third. I doubt they're going to win the tournament, to be clear, but I suppose you could be wildly optimistic on that front. Two wins in the Big Ten tournament. Not only are they safely in the NCAA tournament, which you should be excited about if you are a fan of Minnesota, even if you are not necessarily a fan of the coaching staff, because the whole point of being a fan is watching your team play more games. This is apparently something that occasionally escapes people. So that's nice, but also might also improve their seeding order so they could be out of an 8-9 having to play a 1 and potentially depending on how well they do in the tournament and how many other weird things happen, maybe even get off the sort of 7-10 line. Andy, do you have reasons for me to be excited? Um, well, possibly. Uh, I'll say this game against Purdue is, a, or Purdue, I'm already looking ahead to Purdue if we beat Penn State. The game against Penn State is a classic trap game. Um, you know, the Gophers struggled mightily against uh, Penn State at the barn. Um, and then they went into, uh, wherever the hell the city is, I'm blanking, Beaver Falls, State, College. State College, whatever it's called. And, and, and they played better and got a win there. Jordan Murphy came up big time. Um, you know, so arguably this is a game the Gophers should win. But do I see plenty of ways in which they blow it? Of course, because, you know, it's Minnesota. Um, so if you're looking for a positive, though, if, if Minnesota can get past Penn State, I mean, you, we've seen them match up now really well against Purdue. So um, I think there is a fairly decent chance that at least they give Purdue a game and, and see. As a secondary positive, at least this is what I'll continue to take to the bank, is even if they do lose to Penn State, I think the Gophers are in the NCAA tournament no matter what. Um, you know, I think they have a chance to, to move their seed line up from a, an 11 or a 10 maybe to that 8-9 line with a win or two. Um, but I think even if the Gophers lose to Penn State, given that Penn State now somehow counts as a Tier 1 game, which I'm, I, you know, you got to love the net for that, I guess. Um I think they're they're fairly safe regardless whether they win or lose and and so um you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be sweating it too much but you know everybody will be making all of their or their different posts and their and their articles on are the gophers in are the gophers in getting their clicks for 4 days before we finally find out on Sunday tertiary positive if you're not a fan of Richard Pitino if Minnesota loses to Penn State and do not make the NCAA tournament it is reasonably likely that we will also be having articles on the new head coach for the University of Minnesota so if you're one of those people can't lose street is Penn State an annoying team or the most annoying team well not the most annoying team because Rutgers is in this conference 
They are, however, quite an annoying basketball team because they are not a good basketball team by any means. Yet, uh, they are also reasonably decent at annoying things. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, team cannot shoot very well. They're 11th in the conference in effective field goals. They turn over the ball, but they don't turn it over very much. They tend to get a lot of their second chance misses, and they'll get to the foul line a fair amount, which on defense, they're not particularly good on the defensive end, but they are decent at forcing turnovers, and they'll foul a lot, which implies this game is going to be quite physical, and depending on what refereeing you're going to get, that either is going to be very good for Minnesota, who is very good at getting to the free throw line, or very bad for everyone, because it'll just be one of those stupid physical slog sort of basketball games. If it is the physical slog sort of basketball team game, Penn State has a chance to keep something close, and they are a good enough basketball team, especially if they're forcing turnovers, to potentially pull out a win. It's also one of those games that I suspect that I'm just going to be annoyed watching it for most of the game, because I think this is also a team that the Gophers uh, do not match up tremendously well with, in part because they are not very good in the half court obviously the gophers would ideally like to get something on the interior and penn state is going to clog the paint which they should do so this is going to be a really slow grinded out game i would hope to be wrong about that and i would hope to be wrong in minnesota's favor but that makes this an annoying basketball game to watch and if you are a non-partisan i.e you have no affiliation with either the university of minnesota or penn state whatsoever i have no idea why you're going to watch this game so who do you think wins the Big Ten tournament? You know, um, that's a good question. You know, I, you know, I, I just said I think the Gophers could upset Purdue if it gets to that point, but I'm, I'm leaning towards the Boilermakers, to tell you the truth. Um, I think Michigan State's still just a little too banged up, even though they got a, a win over Michigan last weekend, but uh, with Ward still out and... Um, Missing, uh, blanking on the other person who's out for the Spartans still right now. Um, you know, I think they're still a little too banged up. Uh, now the Wolverines could definitely get hot if they have a better shooting night. Uh, they could they could easily beat. Uh, I think they'd get Purdue, I believe, in the in the semifinals, and then uh, you know either Michigan State or Wisconsin probably in the in the finals. Um, I'm gonna say no to the Badgers because I think. Uh, everybody has figured out that they just need to hack a half if the game's close, and, and that should affect that. So um, I'll, I'll go on a long shot and say the Boilermakers are going to pull it off. I would agree with Andy to the sense that that is the strategy against Wisconsin. I would disagree in that people have figured that out, which is in, incredibly confusing to me. The Badgers, annoyingly, actually have a pretty decent road in order to get to the finals, particularly if Indiana beats Ohio State, which I think is kind of likely. Uh, Indiana probably matches up pretty well against Michigan State, and Wisconsin is much better than Indiana. So I think on one side of the bracket, Wisconsin will be in the finals. I have been bullish on Michigan all year. I will continue to be bullish on Michigan. I think Michigan wins the Big Ten tournament. Were there any, any, was there any part of the all Big Ten awards that either of you found uh, especially pleasing or frustrating? I mean, for me, it was certainly nice to finally see um, Murphy make his way onto the first team, even if it was only with the media. Um, But uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts about the all Big Ten teams? 
You know, I, I think for the most part, it, it, it made pretty much sense. It was nice to see Murphy squeeze onto the first team. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, didn't see any strong missions. Uh, coffee on the third team for Minnesota sounds about right. I think, um, you know, I think maybe maybe Kalsher could have snuck onto the all freshman team, or Oturo could have snuck onto the all freshman team. I guess that's a little bit surprising, but I'll be fully uh, truthful and say I can't really, off the top of my head, compare and say who should have been left off if if either uh, Oturo or Kalsher could have been put on it. Um, but other than that, you know, I I don't have any any strong feelings one way or the other, other than very glad that Murphy finally got his first team due. I would agree with my esteemed colleague. I think Amir Coffey getting a third team is actually a little bit surprising in a positive direction because I thought he'd probably be left off the team, potentially an honorable mention. It's a little bit strange for other picks. I mean, I don't necessarily think that Romeo Langford deserves second team all Big Ten, even though I think he's had a fantastic freshman season, things like that. But these are very minor, broadly, I think everyone got it right also to go back to our penn state conversation josh reeves was the defensive player of the year as selected by the big 10 coaches he is a good defensive player which will only further make me annoyed as i watch this basketball game all right uh andy has said he thinks the gophers are into the ncaa tournament regardless of anything else that happens the rest of the way they can lose to penn state still make the tournament Street, you talked about you know how two wins would obviously completely solidify them and get them a much better seed. Do you think the Gophers are in right now, or do you think they still need to pick up uh, at least a win over Penn State? If I was betting on it, I would bet that they would make the tournament. They are going to be clenching a lot if they lose. The reason I think they're going to be clenching a lot on Selection Sunday is that we actually don't know how the NCAA tournament is going to be picked this year. We have some general ideas. We have the net ranking, which no one really understands. It's not clear how the net ranking is going to be used in order to actually pick the tournament and seed the tournament. Obviously, we still have the other conference tournaments, and there's potential for the bubble to shrink in a hurry. And while it's the case, as our esteemed colleague Gopher Nation is pointing out in his regular bracket updates, the Govers are ahead currently in a lot of brackets. The Govers aren't actually ahead in the only bracket that counts, which is the NCAA tournament bracket, because that hasn't been selected yet. It is, as I said all season, 10 wins in the Big Ten, especially in this year, gets you into the tournament. The Gophers did not do that, which means during the regular season, they didn't do the things they needed to do to be successful. Because Penn State, on a neutral court, I think is still technically a quad one win, if they beat Penn State, that will give them 10 wins on the season. It will also give them yet another quad one. I think that should make them safe. I think they're sweating it a little bit, but not in any realistic sense. If they beat Penn State and then the Gophers beat Purdue, so they get two wins, they're getting another quad one win against Purdue. They're obviously getting the road neutral quad one, quad two-y win against Penn State. That would mean that they would finish 500 in totality on the season. That should, assuming they lose the next round to, I believe, will be Michigan, that will get them into the tournament, no problem. All right. I'm going to say I think they need to beat Penn State because I don't I don't know. Somehow I don't trust the new rankings until I see them used, but I guess uh guess we'll find out. 
Women's basketball, Lindsey Whalen uh, wrapped up her first uh, season as Gophers head coach with a loss in the Big Ten tournament, thereby sealing uh, the Minnesota's fate to not make the NCAA tournament in her first year as head coach. Street, do you have any quick thoughts about just generally about the uh, the first year under under Coach Whalen? It is hard to be too annoyed with the season given the roster that she got i mean that in a couple of ways one thanks to her predecessor she had absolutely no real post presence ty bello had an excellent season but ty bello is not someone who you're going to bank your post game on annalise lamke improved a lot her senior season but i think we are all well aware that there were limitations with annalise lamke and then there was no real bench whatsoever certainly to come in at the post. So that was the first thing. The second challenge, of course, is the injury to Gadiva Hubbard. My guess is that the team would be in the NCAA tournament had she been able to play all season, in part because they would have had another scorer on the floor. Also, they would have had something resembling a bench. So you could rest some of your starters at periods of time and have Hubbard run your offense. When you don't have those two things, the first one is Marlene Stallings' fault. The second one is the injury god's fault that is going to harm your team. Where I would like improvement for next year. First, obviously, is to see does this recruiting class that she's bringing in, how good are they going to be off the bat and how much can they integrate in? going forward. But the second thing from a coaching perspective is it became a joke between Andy and I that the Govers would get out to a lead and that lead could be quite large and then would promptly choke it away in the fourth quarter. If that's still happening next season, then I don't know, we might start to raise a tiny eyebrow. So overall, the women's NIT is not bad. Uh, it's it's below where they should be expected to finish. I think broadly you're sort of anywhere from sort of fourth, at third or fourth in the conference to maybe sixth or seventh. All of those should likely get you in the NCAA tournament. They had a couple of very bad losses that harmed their RPI. All of those are a bummer, but they'll likely be in the women's NIT tournament. They'll get some more experience, especially I imagine for the younger players. Hopefully, Kanisha Bell has a really successful postseason, potentially gets a cup of coffee in the league somewhere. That would be nice. And then looking forward, for a first-time coach, I'd probably grade her out to like a B minus, which is not a terrible grade. Andy, how are you feeling as the season wraps up? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think um, I, I agree with a lot with what Street says. You know, um, I think when we started off the season so well in the non-conference, uh, uh, from that point it feels like a disappointment that they're going to be ending up in the NIT. They lost a few too many games they really should have won in the Big Ten. Um, and, and this and this fourth quarter failing thing is, is something that it's really going to get old. But, um, you know, she, she was dealt the players she had, and she gets to start bringing in her own players here. And, and you know, obviously with Lindsey Whalen, you're going to give her a, a wide cushion. So we'll have several more seasons to see exactly what she can do and, and how she she forms this team to her own um, specifications. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see exactly how her recruiting classes go. Uh, her recruiting class for, for next season is, is not – amazing it's not bad but it's it's definitely lacking a, a marquee name um so it'll be interesting to see plus they're going to lose a lot in um Kanisha Bell and and actually Irene Perez Grado who came in really strong about mid-season 
Um, so they're, they're still not going to have a ton of depth. Um, but you know, for right now, I'll, I'll agree. I'll give, I'll give probably a B minus to her first year. Um, they've got lots of room to grow and, uh, hopefully they'll continue to make strides going forward. Keeping it on the women's side, uh, women's hockey, uh, did not unfortunately, uh, earn themselves the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They, lost to Wisconsin in the WCHA tournament finals, um, which was essentially the, the the play-in game for that number one seed. Whichever team won was going to take the number one seed. Whichever team lost was going to take the number two seed. Andy, as we're looking at the NCAA tournament, does that really end up mattering um, for the Gophers, do you think, long-term? Or is it always just a, you know, hey, you get to claim to be the number one seed and then ultimately, you know, hopefully see a Minnesota-Wisconsin uh, final? Yeah, long term, I mean, it it'll matter a little bit that they'll have a they'll definitely have a tougher uh, quarterfinal on Saturday. Uh, Syracuse won the CHA conference. They're making their first ever trip to the NCAA tournament. In fact, I think I saw they were the uh, the team with the lowest regular season winning percentage ever to make the tournament. So Wisconsin should have absolutely no problem against the Orange on Saturday. Uh, Princeton is a much more formidable foe. Uh, they lost to Cornell in double overtime in the ECAC semifinals, and they were winning that conference for a majority of the year until they started sort of tanking at the end of the season. So uh, it won't be a uh, gimme game by any means on Saturday for the Gophers, but I do think that Minnesota just has too much talent, and as long as uh, they play up to their potential, they, they should be able to win. Uh, for comparison, the Gophers last faced the Tigers in 2016 in the NCAA quarterfinal and, and beat them 6-2. to two. So, um, you know, I would I would expect a similar game, a Minnesota, you know, probably 5-2, 6-3 win, something like that on Saturday. Um you know, long to long term, it, getting the two instead of the one basically just means you don't get the home locker room and you get the uh, you get the first change rather than the second change uh, in the in the championship game where um, you know you might expect to face Wisconsin. I will say the one thing that actually benefits Minnesota a little bit is I do think, assuming it all goes to chalk, uh, they do have a little bit easier matchup in the uh, Frozen Four. I'd much rather be playing either Northeastern or Cornell in the uh, in the Frozen Four than two-time defending champion Clarkson, who's knocked the Gophers out uh, twice in the last three years. Uh, that will be Wisconsin's responsibility to deal with. Um, and you know, as much as as much as the Badgers have looked just as good as the Gophers, I wouldn't be shocked at all if if Clarkson. Uh, took it to him in the frozen four and uh we we see uh uh hopefully a minnesota clarkson championship game again um but you know it, it's been clear at least through you know competitive play that minnesota wisconsin are over at least on paper and and on the ice have been the top two teams in the country this year so um you know i think that's the game everybody would love to see is it go for badger championship game and uh hopefully minnesota They've been trading serve back and forth all season, so now with the Badgers having a 3-2 lead on the season, Gophers can and make that 3-3 and win the game that really matters out of all of them. Would your prediction be chalk to the Frozen Four and then uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin into the finals, or do you think Clarkson will, will, will uh, send send the Badgers home? Uh, you know, I think Clarkson will give them a game. I I, I think it'll be a, a one-goal game either way. Um, you know, I... I 
if I had to make a prediction, I think I think it'll be a Minnesota-Wisconsin final, but it wouldn't shock me in the absolute least if Clarkson would, would upset Wisconsin at all. They've got a high-powered offense. Um, Wisconsin's got a really good defense. Uh, they've shut down the Gophers' high-powered offense several times this year, but you know when, when all you need is one goal, and if you can win a 2-1 game, um, that that's pretty easy to do sometimes. So um, I'll, I'll stick with the Gopher-Badger final, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's plenty of room either way. I think, uh, I think no matter what, the Gophers will have a little bit more easier time with either or either a Cornell or a Northeastern team if what they would see in the uh, in the Frozen Four, if, assuming everything goes the way it should here after this weekend. On the men's side, the Pride on Ice are coming off a sweep of Michigan in the first uh, round of the uh, Big Ten uh, tournament. Uh, in front of dozens and possibly additional dozens of fans at Mariucci Arena. I think before we talk actual hockey, we'll just get the the big story of the weekend out of the way. Uh, Andy, thoughts on the attendance? Yeah, you know, it was a little disappointing. Uh, I didn't expect a big crowd, but uh, that was even shockingly lower than, than I thought. I was expecting more like a 3,500, 4,000 type attendance not the uh, announced attendance of 1800 friday 1900 saturday which i was there friday night and they may have announced 1800 but if there was more than a thousand people in the building i'd be shocked um and and as i've sort of been talking about in the comments in the blog and as i was sort of trying to tweet about it friday night um but as, as you know twitter is not exactly the best medium to have a long discussion there, there's lots of things that go into it um you know the 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 ticket office didn't handle it well the marketing department didn't handle it well the uh the fans itself were still bitter over the big 10 need to get the hell over it um you know the ticket prices while down for for the conference playoff play are still too expensive um you know people would like to blame the high school tournament that may have you know affected a couple hundred people but i mean the gophers used to hold playoff series the same weekend as the high school tournament and and it didn't affect attendance that much so um you know i i could go on for a half hour here but i'm not going to but there were lots of lots of things going wrong and and you know for those who don't know i'm a member of the minnesota fan advisory board as well and several of those things they're trying to fix and they'll fully admit that uh, they're having issues because the people who were in the marketing department in the ticket office department previous to the current people um, really didn't keep up with technology and really didn't come up with the proper procedures that they really could have done. And so they're trying to play catch up. And uh, this weekend is, is example number one of how it's uh, not quite there yet and it bit them on the ass. And uh, they've got a lot of work to do both to get um, things back to where they need to be just to, to stay even and to try and win some of these fans back. So um, it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to make some drastic changes. I don't know how much change they're going to be allowed to do right off the top, um, but uh, it will be an interesting off season to see exactly what they can pull off and, and what they can't to try and win some of these fans back. As far as the play on the ice, uh, clearly a, a sweep versus having to go to that third game is really nice to see. Um, they seem to be on a bit of a tear. They've had some some big sweeps coming down the stretch, swept at Ohio State. Uh, was there a sweep over Notre Dame at Notre Dame? It was, yep. They, they did sweep the Irish in, in South Bend. So, um, 
yeah, no, they they've they've been playing they've been playing well of late. Um, you know, Friday night they played great for a period and played atrocious for two and then uh, dug it out and got the win in overtime. Uh Saturday night was more of a complete game. They played they played good the entire way. Um but that's also on Michigan's part. Um if you read my articles from last week, you were seeing Michigan for whatever reason on the first night of a week Big 10 weekend series was like Eight one and two, and then they were like one eight and one or one eight and two in the second game of a weekend. So, uh, getting that win Friday night was huge for the Gophers because you sort of thought that Michigan might fold on Saturday like they did. Um, you know, this week it's 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 a single game. The Big Ten does things weird where you play the best of three for the first, uh, you know, sort of the quarterfinal round, and then when you get to the semifinals and the finals, it's a one, a one game thing. Um, rather than playing the final four in one location over two days, they do it in home ranks over two weeks, which is, uh, another thing to complain about, but we're not going to worry about that right now. All the Gophers have to do is go in to Notre Dame 6 PM Saturday night and, and play like they did when they were in South Bend back in January. Uh, Matt Robson was great. The Gophers got some, some key scoring, um, you know, do that again and, and, you know, if Penn State can pull off an upset of Ohio State, which I wouldn't rule out, uh, you're hosting the Big Ten championship game at Mariucci the week after. Um, either that or you can get ready to go into Columbus where the Gophers swept Ohio State in February. So I think Minnesota should be feeling really confident where they're at. Um, if they play up to their potential, I don't think there's any reason why they can't win the next two games and, and sneak into the NCAA tournament. Um, and then, as we've seen before, all bets are off. You go in as a four seed, um, you know, Minnesota has been victim to it multiple times that uh, all it takes is again, is, is a couple of fortuitous bounces and a hot goalie and watch out. So, um, and, and Matt Robson is, uh, has been playing really well lately and he's, uh, he's sort of making a name to himself. Um, I posted it on our Twitter earlier, but Corey Pronman, who's the, uh, NHL prospect, uh, analyst for the athletic has Robson listed as his number seven, um, college or European free agent right now um and the number one goalie on the list so uh i think everybody pretty much thinks robson's gonna leave after this is junior season so i think he'd love to uh, continue to stay hot and, and go out with a bang and just continue to have his stock rise so he can uh, have a little bit better chance at getting a pretty good free agent deal here in a couple of weeks well here's hoping that they can stay hot i mean it, it would it would entertain me to no end if after years of coming in as a one seed and kind of crapping out or sneaking in as a not one seed and crapping out and just generally uh, pissing off the the tournament-focused sections of the fan base, uh, that they could make a run in the Big Ten tournament to steal a bid and then hopefully do something in the NCAA. That would make me laugh very, very hard. Um, also, it would do a great, uh, great deal to improve attendance in future uh, series next year because you know this this is a fan base that likes tournament success and I mean not that I blame them just you know be good to have some of that again uh, keeping it with hockey but going off topic street if you were to make your way onto the state tournament all hair team what uh, what would you rock to earn yourself a spot on the on the uh, state tournament all hair team my lettuce would have a really strong flow, which it very briefly did when I was in college, especially a freshman and a sophomore. And it's still a shock to me how that was not a particularly attractive thing to the member of the opposite sex. 
you, your hair didn't single-handedly get you all the attention? I mean, it may or may not have gotten attention. It was not getting anything else. <laughs> Andy, is there ever a moment in your life where you rock something worthy of the all-hair team? Not even remotely. Uh, I played basketball growing up, so this whole mullet thing or dyeing our hair a weird color or shaving weird things into our head for the playoffs was, uh, was not a thing that we did our hockey team did some weird peroxide crap back in high school and they just looked like idiots but uh, no i have i have never done anything weird i've never done anything abnormal uh i've always rocked the uh the normal hairstyle so no uh no youtube for me i wish i had my brother's hair if i played hockey uh he had the ability to grow this amazing uh curly fro like if he just let his hair grow it just turned into a curly fro so when you play football he always let it get really big. I wish I had that that flow back in the day. Now I would feel stupid doing it, and you know, because I'm old and don't do those things anymore. Uh, I guess uh, my last thing would be a Hello Fresh update, since I wasn't around to talk last week. Uh, I did not burn my house down. I did not kill myself. And uh, as a shout out to Hello Fresh, next week's box includes a Juicy Lucy recipe. Uh, so next week, find out uh, if I actually used vegetables this time, and then the week after, we can talk about Juicy Lucy's. Does Chris get scurvy is many a reason itself. <laughs> okay. And with that, we call a close to another edition of the Sky U Podcast. Go Gophers. Sky U Ma, row the boat. <laughs>